Lecture topic. Advices to students of Deen and Ulama. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafaa. Salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazeen as-safa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahirrahman al-rahim. Innama yakhshah Allah min ibadihi al-ulama. Faqala al-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most honorable and respected students of Deen We all are well aware of what is the maqam and the position of Nubuat of a personality being the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. This is not by choice of any individual. This is not by the effort of any individual. This is not by anybody's exerting themselves in righteous deeds, etc. that somebody is appointed as the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. This was purely the choice of Allah Ta'ala. And the last and final Nabi was Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam no Nabi to come after him. But the rank of Nubuwat, we all understand what was the rank of these personalities, completely masum and sinless, and the most noble of people, the creation of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So they were of a very high class and level and caliber. So that is something well known to every Muslim. And the greatest of the Amdi Alim Salatu Wasalam, Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Any case, as we mentioned, that the line of Nubuwat is then completed, no Nabi to come after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left this dunya, his legacy had still to continue. So now when somebody leaves this dunya, then his heirs, his children, family, etc., they become the inheritors of whatever the father has left behind. The Ambiya also, when they left this dunya, so they had heirs. But the heirs of the Ambiya to start off with, they leave nothing behind in terms of material possessions as part of their legacy as part of their estate. They leave nothing in terms of material possessions. Everything that they leave behind in terms of material possessions, whatever little was left behind becomes sadaqa for the ummah. What they leave behind was innama warrasul ilm. Innal ulama'a warrasatul anbiya. Wa innal anbiya'a lam yuwarrisu dinaro wala dirhama. The ulama are the inheritors of the Anbiya and the Anbiya do not leave behind any dirham and dinar as inheritance any small item whatever big item anything that was left behind all that becomes sadaqa what they leave behind they leave behind ilm already right at the beginning this was explained to the ummah that the inheritors of the Anbiya Wasallam are the ulama. So now, this is no 
small thing, this is a very, very big thing. That to be the inheritor of the Anbiya the A of the Anbiya Imam Sufyan Thawri Rahimahullah says that after looking into everything, I haven't found anything that has such great virtue after Nubuat. Nubuat obviously, that is in its own class, that we can't even come anywhere close to imagining it to. But after Nubuat, I haven't found such great virtue for anything like there is for Ilm. Beyond everything else. Now what kind of ilm this is nevertheless the question. The ilm of the Anbiya wasalam, That is the ilm that they leave behind. And that is the ilm that has this virtue. That after Nubuat, nothing comes close to this in virtue and rank. The ilm that the Anbiya wasalam, leave behind. And this opportunity that Allah Ta'ala has afforded us. To be acquiring the ilm of deen, the ilm of the Quran and Sunnah in its pristine purity, in the way the Ambiya passed it on to the Ummah, and in our case, in the way that Nabi Kareem passed it on to the Ummah, this is beyond everything that a person can do on the face of this earth. We have to be convinced about this. Shaitan will put a lot of waswasa sometimes. And when there is that weakness of yaqeen, that is the start of every issue. When a person is not convinced that there is nothing that can come close to this, what Allah has afforded me to do, to acquire this ilm, that if there is some doubt in the mind, some little uncertainty, is this weakness of yaqeen in this regard, that this is the most virtuous thing, then a person is going to be weak in so many other things as a result of it. He's not going to understand what is the maqam and position this has. And when he doesn't know what is this, then he won't even be too conscious about how he goes about taking it and what he does with it when he's got it. Whatever little he's got, few drops of this knowledge. Neither in taking it he has that appreciation and neither in conducting himself thereafter he has that care. Why? Because the position of the ilm itself is not realized. If a child now suddenly found something, father some very valuable item, some gold jewelry lying in the house, he found it and he walked out with it, what he knows? What he has it, in taking it also it meant nothing to him, because it's like another item to him. And then outside somebody now sees him with this and they say, you know what, just take the sweet and give me that, he'll be too happy. Why? Because he has no understanding of what is the reality of this. So the first and most important thing is to understand the reality of this ilm that Allah Ta'ala has afforded this opportunity to acquire that after Nubuat there is nothing according to Imam Sufyan Thawri Rahimahullah such a great personality is there is nothing that I have found that has such virtue like the virtue that is afforded for ilm. And Allah Ta'ala mentioned this and Nabi Kareem Salaam mentioned this in the Hadith Sharif مَنْ سَلَكَ تَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَحَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ تَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ How long are you going to be here in this dunya? Sooner or later, if not yesterday, then today, tomorrow. How long? Eventually, every one of us is going to leave. 
And when we leave where we want to head to. The weakest mukmin also, he understands that there's Jannat, there's Jahannam also. Nobody wants to go to Jahannam. Every person wants to go to Jannat. Person who genuinely walks the path of acquiring ilm, sahalallahu lahu bihi tariqan ila Jannah. Allah Ta'ala will ease his path to Jannat. That's the destination. Now the question is that how will this become the means of us getting to Jannat? Then in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala speaks about the ulama walakin kunu rabbani yina bima kuntum tu'allimun al-kitab wa bima kuntum tadrusun walakin kunu rabbani yina You might have heard this word many times ulama'i rabbani ulama'i rabbani yina alim rabbani So that alim who is rabbani the nisbat is towards rabb the person of rabb who is linked and connected to his Rabb then he will be an Alim who has that Noor of Ilm now that is what we have to work towards becoming and that doesn't start off in the 6th year or after the 6th year perhaps or anywhere else, it starts off now it starts off wherever a person might be from day one that is the effort the effort is not just some acquiring of academics person has mashallah memorized a lot of things alhamdulillah that he needs to gain thorough expertise in his ilm as well but together with the thorough expertise in his ilm the barakat in the ilm will come from genuine spirituality from ruhaniyat and the ruhaniyat will transfer that ilm into that ilm that will make him an alim rabbani and without the ruhaniyat only the academics then such people became the means of the greatest fitnas of times also such people who were experts in academics only in India once upon a time there was one king Akbar was known as Akbar but he started off his own deen Nauzubillah Deen-e-Ilahi he called it and he totally he completely changed things and adulterated everything and caused the coma. There was nothing about deen left in it. To the extent of one simple example, he even said, no, first ghusl also is no more applicable. Can we imagine now? If no more first ghusl applicable, what's next then? Then where's salah and where's anything else? And he totally distorted deen. Now this is all related to him that he did it. But actually behind him, two people who were very good in their academics, we're bought off because that's what the dunya does now when a person is not he's, he's short in ruhaniyat then the glitter and glamour of dunya becomes very very appealing so now these two people Faizi and Abul Fadl they were such experts in their academics that they wrote an entire tafsir of the Quran called tafsir e the tafsir of, of without dots Imagine compiling, let alone write a whole tafsir, give you to write an essay, composition, write one article in Arabic, but use only the alphabets that don't have dots. So now, ba, ta, sa, jim, kha, bod, all these alphabets will be out. So from the entire alphabet, half will get left maybe. Now you have to construct words only with those letters that have no dots, alif and ha, and 
sword, etc. Now what maharat and what expertise a person must have in loha to be able to select words only out of those letters and write a whole book, an entire tafsir. They were such experts in their academics, but they sold it for dunya. Why? Because that Ruhaniyat was missing. And they were the so-called backbone of the distortion of what this Akbar did. And took people towards deviation in a mass scale. Now this is the lesson that together with the academics, what is of extreme importance is the acquisition of Ruhaniyat, which will then transform that ilm and make the person an alim rabbani alim rabbani who is an alim rabbani one explanation is ayyakuna aliman amilan mualliman then he is an alim rabbani he is an alim, he has learned, he has acquired the academics as well but together with being aliman he is amilan as well he is practicing on that knowledge he is practicing on whatever he has learned he has learned ibadi ahsan and he is making amal on that as well let's say to my servants to speak that which is best so now the person who is on the path of ilm and a vulgar word these two things impossible it can't mix like oil and water we ask him to mix why? because he is aliman he is an alim rabbani he is aliman he is also amilan and then he is teaching the same to others also look you can never talk in that wrong manner is Mu'allim as well. Now when he's got a combination of these three things, now he's a Alim Rabbani. He's learned about Aqimus Salah repeatedly, learned it in Tarjumatul Quran and then Jalalain and whatever else. And he's given talks in the Anjuman perhaps about it and he's given elsewhere, whatever. So now he's the first towards Iqamatul Salah. Repeatedly the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala gives us the command of Aqimus Salah wa yuqimunas Salah establishing Salah not just mere performance of Salah establishing Salah in our lives so now he's aliman bi amri Salah he's learned about Salah the importance of Salah the command of Iqamat Salah Iqamat Salah to establish the Salah by performing it regularly in time with all its etiquettes and mustahabbat etc all the details that is iqamat salah with khushu and khudu so now he's learned it he's acting upon it as well it's not that he azan is going and he's going in the opposite direction now he's aliman he's also amilan the amri salah when it's time for salah he's heading to the masjid without even needing anybody to now inform him and that every day now supervisor has to come and now chase behind somebody that won't happen why? Because he's on the path of becoming an alim a rabbani. And then he's teaching that to others also, reminding others around him as well. Qamat salah is the most important fundamental of deen. And like that everything else, He's learned this command of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala's command, and he's learned the many ahadith, that this Haram glands, looking at filth, evil, this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. He's learned it. He's now aliman bihi. He's also amilan bihi. He's also practicing on it. And he's also teaching others about it too, reminding them as well. 
Now these three things, the combination of these three things made that ilm become ilm-e rabbani makes him an alim-e rabbani and this is what Allah Ta'ala wants وَلَكِنْ كُونُوا رَبَّانِيِّينَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تُعَلِّمُونَ الْكِتَابِ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْرُسُونَ This is what is required. So now this manner of gaining this ilm requires that from day one both things go hand in hand. This ilm which becomes ilm coupled with ruhaniyat. So from day one both things go hand in hand. Ilm and amal. And now this is the period of time when the child is in the womb of the mother, the manner in which that development takes place, after the child exists, generally, by and large, that's how the child remains. If in the womb of the mother, if the child was still, Allah Ta'ala, like he fathered, the child was blind, and was born blind, then the child born blind, then they, the, the whole world says, now, this we can't do anything about. All the specialists and doctors of the world, they say, this we can do nothing about. If the child came out from the womb with one limb less, one finger short, then after having come out of the womb of the mother, that child now, nothing can be done about that. Later on, perhaps some artificial limb somehow, they'll try and just make it function in some way. But the artificial is artificial, and what's genuine is genuine. They are worlds apart. So likewise, the time in madrasa the time while we are studying deen and acquiring the knowledge of deen, this is like the womb of this mother of ilm. And what gets done now? All the limbs are in place, the limb of salah, the limb of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the limb of all the amal of deen. What comes in place now in terms of the beauty that now comes into the child while in the womb of the mother? The beauty of akhlaq, which will, meaning, this is this womb now, that the beauty of akhlaq, obviously the child while being born still, that akhlaq will come in the child before birth. But this, this womb, this is where it comes now. Of akhlaq, of correct mu'amalat, of the right mu'asharat, the dealings and how we conduct ourselves in life with people around us. What will come in the beauty of all these things now, then that beauty will continue later. And it will get enhanced also. But if some ugliness gets left now, if that child Allah forbid is born deformed, then generally that deformation is very hard to change later. If the ugliness of character, of akhlaq remains now, if the ugliness of muasharat and how to live with others remains now, then Allah forbid it just gets worse later sometimes. If the things that are, the child is born weak in something, child is weak and so sometimes it can be corrected in some way maybe but very often that weakness then remains for life illa mashallah some things are corrected also likewise now if there is a weakness in a'mal there is a weakness in salah weakness in guarding the gaze weakness in reining the tongue from speaking evil weakness in various other aspects very very difficult later sometimes to undo these weaknesses so what is required is ilm and likewise simultaneously the focus on amal. Now one is amal in terms of the faraiz, the wajibat, the sunnat, sunnat mu'akkada. But together with that, in this time of acquiring ilm, there must be the effort to enhance our connection with Allah Ta'ala. 
that our hearts must become connected with Allah Ta'ala, become ignited with the love of Allah Ta'ala. So that everything is done and including the acquiring of ilm is done for the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. That even the acquiring of ilm is not for any other purpose, that my Allah loves us. And my Allah loves the one who acquires this for his pleasure only. So even the acquisition of ilm for the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala then that will bring a completely different spirit to everything. It will bring a completely different flavor to everything. And that will become a driving factor, a driving force within a person. And now how will that come about? So now we need to learn ilm also from our satiza, from who we can, we have the compatibility, we have to also learn amal and learn ruhaniyat from them as well be in the company, take their advice, keep a very close taluk and a close connection where we are asking for solutions to the issues that we keep encountering. Many times the person says, no, this is now done. I'm not going to do this kind of thing again. And the next day he's back there. And he's genuinely in his toba, he's certainly making sincere toba. But one day later he's back where he was. And then again, and then the cycle is carrying on. But the problem is that the, the sickness gets deeper because it's not stopping in reality. It's stopping is mainly on pause. Even though it was meant within sincerely that this is stopped but it was paused in reality. What will make it stop? What will make it stop is when there's ruhaniyat. Where this will come from? So in the dua that we have been taught in the Hadith Sharif, Allahumma rzuqni hubbuk. Allah grant us the rizq of muhabbat, your muhabbat, rizq, grant it to us, in other words, the word used is rizq, like a person doesn't eat, he doesn't have any nourishment, he'll starve, and if he starves, how is he going to survive? Likewise, how is a person going to survive without the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala? His deen is survival, and everything depends on this. So now we've been taught to make dua for it as well, so to make dua. Allahumma rzuqni hubbak. Allah grant me your muhabbat and your love and the love of those who love you and Allah the love of those actions and a'mal that will take me to you take me to your love so now the a'mal that's the vehicle without the amal you're not going to get there somebody claims now I have this deep love in my heart so I don't, I'm so deep and engrossed in this love, I don't even have to make amal anymore. And that is a fake. That person is lying. It's the amal that's going to be the vehicle that's going to take him to Allah Ta'ala. But now, the destination is Allah Ta'ala. Allah is muhabbat. Allah marzukhni hubbak. And the vehicle is the amal. Hubba amali yuballighuni hubbak. But now what's in the middle? Hubba may yuhibbuk. What's the link? The link is the driver. But now, we jumped on the bus, but we need a driver. And the driver is, the driver is that person who will guide us. Hubba may yuhibbuk man, person. Allah has made this nizam and this system. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem, sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. Sirat al-ladheena, people. So the people, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, min al-nabiyyeen, wa-siddiqeen, that door is closed that will never open again now 
that's the last and final Nabi of Nabi was Nabi Kareem But the Siddiqeen, the Shuhada, the Salihin, so continued with Qiyamah. So now to get into the company of pious, righteous people, to learn from them, take their advice, take their guidance, this doesn't start off after graduation. After graduation, it just becomes later then. It's already too late and it becomes even later. It starts off now. That who we have, that munasaba, the compatibility with, who we seem to find that ease of communication with, we then start taking advice from them on a personal level. One is enemy advice, that is in its place, but on a personal level. Taking guidance of how to progress as human beings and how to become an alim rabbani, how to develop this ruhaniyat, while the academics will continue. But how to bring the ruhaniyat in the mixture? Because without this, this itself can lead Allah forbid we not. So that requires this process. So we need to make dua to Allah Ta'ala to guide us and to fill our hearts with His muhabbat and to guide us to those who are His true lovers. Open our hearts out to somebody who is Allah's true lover so that we could then take that benefit and we too could connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. This will make us among those who become the application of this ayat وَلَكِنْ كُونُوا رَبَّانِيِّينَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تُعَلِّمُونَ الْكِتَابِ وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْرُسُونَ I am most in need of these things that I have spoken. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq. This all of us with the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala make one and all an alim and rabbani. Allah Ta'ala grant barakat in each one's ilm and amal and make each one a beacon of hidayat inshaAllah. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ